been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the Monday edition of the Best Stocks Now Hour. I believe we've got uh, Bill be on here in just a minute. Oh, I'm here. Yeah, I just couldn't hear my uh, microphone. Well, hey, what do we got here today? Not good. Uh, I've showed a chart in my uh, newsletter on Saturday, and uh, it's all about interest rates right now. And uh, as long as these interest rates continue to drift higher, we're at 3.93 today. Uh, the market's going to continue to drift lower, but I think we're at about the end of this recent to sell off. The Dow is down, however, 413 points to start a new week. That's no fun. The Dow down 1.2%. Uh, the S&P is down about the same, 1.2%, down 47 points. Uh, the S&P is sitting right above 4,000 right now, 4,031. The NASDAQ is down 167. The NASDAQ, of course, uh, takes it on the chin a little bit harder when interest rates go up, and that's what we're seeing again here this time. Why are interest rates going up? We'll talk about that here in a moment. Uh, we've got uh, the small caps down 1.4%. We've got crude oil up. There's a bright spot in the market. It's up $0.68 cents today to $77.02. Silver is up $0.08 to $21.80. But here's the bugaboo. The 10-year. The 10-year is today at 3.93. We'll put that in perspective here in a moment. It's up 11 basis points. So welcome to today's uh, Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager, Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management, and I'm here with Barry Kite, our resident chartered financial analyst. And Barry, for me, uh, the chart of the day, the chart of the week right now is the chart of the 10-year Treasury interest rates. And uh, that was my headline uh, caption in the newsletter last week. Yeah, front page. Uh, front page, the chart of the week. And what was the chart of the week? No, it wasn't Apple. No, it wasn't Microsoft. No, it wasn't AMD. It was the 10-year Treasury yield. And uh, it has been drifting up. How far has it drifted up? Well, on February the 2nd of this year, exactly 19 days ago, we got clear down to 333 And, uh, you know, for those first five weeks of the year, we had a pretty good rally to start the year. And everything was looking good. Rates got down to 3.33. And then all of a sudden, those uh, uh, inflation fears started to raise their ugly head again. Doubt about the Fed. A couple of real hot, uh, you know, employment reports. Yes. Followed by, uh, you know, followed by a little bit higher CPI, but primarily a, a hot PPI. Is Bernanke bluffing another one uh, that was out there? Will he have to go to 6%? Okay, all of this started to uh, stir the pot quite a bit. 
And now here we are today. We've gone from 3.33 all the way up to 3.93. That's 60 basis points. That's a lot. <coughs> and again, once again, it's gone up because of that fear. And it affects, affects the multiple. It affects the, it affects the highest PE stock. So you can look at it. The NASDAQ topped for now. The NASDAQ topped on February 2nd when the interest rates bottomed at 3.33. And the NASDAQ has been coming down ever since along with the S&P 500 and the Dow, but the NASDAQ feels it the most. Now the question is, how much higher will interest rates go? Well, I'm just looking here at a chart. That's that's why I put that uh, uh, chart on the front page center of the newsletter on Friday, and you can take a look at it if you get a chance. We're starting to hit that resistance area uh, just below 4%, just below 4%. Where are we at today? Uh, 3.93. So we're basically at the top. We're hitting resistance now uh, in uh, the 10-year so in my own opinion, I think that this uh, 60 basis point, now remember the Fed hasn't taken interest rates 60 basis points higher, the market has. And I think personally that this has created another buying opportunity in the, uh, in the growth stocks, uh, in the tech stocks, the AMDs, the Microsofts, the Amazons, you know, whatever, name your, name your favorite tech stock. And uh, I'm also seeing, you know, that the NASDAQ is now sitting on support. So you've got, you've got the 10-year hitting resistance, and you've got the NASDAQ sitting on support. Something's got to give here, and uh, I would look for the market to turn. From my mouth to God's ears, I would look for the market to uh, turn around here. I think, I think the NASDAQ is oversold, and I think the bond market uh, is also oversold here at this point in time. Yeah, and as much as we've talked about interest rates being elevated, right, or higher, uh, of course, you know, the, really the market's only spent, you know, I think they, I think they, I think we've only been, you know, basically above 4%, right? Like, I believe it's like less than a month in terms of, you know, number of days uh, during this whole heightening cycle. Uh, and most of that took place, uh, I believe, uh, towards the end of October, early November. Um, but when you look at it, you know, look at it there. So, you, you know, that, that's why, like you're saying, when you're looking at the chart, you're hitting that 4% resistance because we really haven't been, we haven't spent that much time, uh, you know, above four during this whole, uh, you know, heightening no, phase. No, and I not don't a, see not it. Not in the 10 year, at least. No, and I don't see, I see it ending here pretty soon. This uh, little move up in interest rates, this sell off in the bond market. And I think there's one other factor. I think the market was hoping that the, that the Fed would end. At 5%, well, he said a little over 5%, which I don't know what that means. What are they going to do, a, a, a 10 basis point rate hike or something? Yeah, I think you, when you get to a 5, to me, that's still that range of you know, 5 and a quarter to 5 and a half. Exactly. You know, is still, uh, to me, that's no big surprise to the market, right? So, I mean, you could be hoping, hoping for 5 to 5 and a quarter, right? But if you yeah. get 5 and a quarter to 5 as the terminal rate, And that's what I've been saying. That's where I've been saying that they will end. And most people agree with me. And now I see that the the bond market agrees with me, too, because they've gone from a 38% probability that they'll stop at at 5.2 to a 54% probability. So the market is getting used to the fact that they might have to go to 5.25 to 5.5. Uh, with the interest rate. So we had kind of a lousy week in the market last week. 
I mean, and then, you know, you'll turn around and you'll have an up 600-point day. Okay, well, I think a week ago Monday we had an up 600-point day. So I, I think we're getting overdue uh, for some days like that. So this wouldn't be a place where I'd be putting in uh, uh, inverse uh, ETFs or selling a bunch of stuff. I just think that, you know, choppy waters come along in the market from time to time. Yeah, and these are some of those choppy waters. And I don't think all of the rhetoric, you know, President Biden visiting Ukraine and and Russia, uh, you know, amping up the the rhetoric, and now China sending a delegate to uh, uh, to Russia to talk about providing lethal. We- I mean, are we going to fight a proxy war there, the the U.S. and Europe against uh, China and Russia? I don't think that's helping the market uh, uh, much either here. Uh, okay, so here we have a four-day week. I think we get the Fed minutes. This we week. get a yeah, we get a, we get a, a good bit of stuff. We actually get the Fed minutes will come out tomorrow, which is kind of interesting because in one of Powell's uh, one of Powell's conferences, you know, he actually said, "Look at the minutes." So, in other words, they asked him a question about uh, you know. Um, and he said, read the minutes. So apparently we'll get to read the minutes tomorrow. Okay, well, you've got to read them. And then we get PCE. Yeah, I might have to read the first half. If I fall yeah. asleep, you might have yeah. to step read in the, minutes. the second half. How many minutes does it take to read the minutes? <laughs> right, Probably exactly. takes a couple hours. You ever get sick of the Fed? Yes, I get sick of the Fed. I get so sick of the, just this, oh, I mean, it's a sick kind the, of. The uh, Fed speak. You know. Oh, it's just awful. Uh, you know, when you've got companies that are growing their earnings and inventing new products and growing their sales, and one utterance from the Fed just brings it all down for a week or two, and that's just what we're going through right now. There, there's just no other way around that. And we get the PCE inflation index at the end of the week, so that's oh, the, of course, the, uh, of course uh, the, the Fed's preferred measure, quote-unquote preferred measure of inflation. So that'll be at the end of the week, so, you know. Uh, short week, but we've got a again, GDP number yes. on Thursday. So we'll be we'll busy, and we're <laughs> yeah. starting it off bad, but I think it's getting ready to turn. So uh, I just think you've reached that oversold spot in the NASDAQ, uh, that oversold spot uh, in the bond market. You've got uh, rates at 3.93 when they were they were 3.33 just 17 days ago. You've gone up 60 basis points. 60 basis points in just 19 days. That's, what, three basis points a day uh, for 19 days? That's a lot. So I think everything's overdone here. I think nerves are frazzled a little bit. And uh, I think it's time for uh, the the bond market to cool off uh, the selling. And I think it's the time for, uh, you know... Here to the uh, second uh, quarter of today's Best Stocks Now show, where we've got uh, the right interest rates going up, and down goes Frazier. Down goes the stock market once again. It does not like a rising interest rate environment, uh, but I think uh, that the market has just built in a little bit too much fear of the Fed here right at this point, but... You know, it, it it is what it is, and that's what creates buying opportunities along the way also. 
Okay. Well, money. Okay, money. Greed. The NBA. Here you've got the uh, diplomat from China going to Russia to meet with Putin and to talk about uh, giving them uh, lethal weapons uh, to shoot at Ukraine. The NBA inks a new strategic partnership with China's ant group. Who's Ant Group? That's the spinoff from uh, Alibaba. That's Jack Ma's uh, company. Yeah, that's the one that helped him disappear. Yeah, <laughs> or, or exactly. had him disappear, remember? Because he was. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the NBA is one of the most successful American sports exports to China, racking up hundreds of millions of dollars per year in the lucrative market. Yeah, remember, it began with the uh, Yao Ming. So. Exactly, and while they're uh, while while the Chinese leadership is meeting with Russia to possibly uh, deliver lethal aid to uh, to 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 uh, I mean China's meeting for for Russia to attack uh, their all-out assault on Ukraine here in the next few weeks, uh, the NBA is inking deals with the Ant Group out of China. I guess that's why I don't watch the NBA anymore. Yeah, there was you know, a time and, when I was a fan. Well, in internet, of course, obviously, international soccer, uh, football, depending on where you where you live, of course, is uh, you know had to deal with these issues. You know, as the most popular sport in the world, right, has had to deal with these issues in a number of different ways, right? Whether it was, you know, not letting Russia compete in the uh, most recent World Cup, or you know, you know, all kinds of you know various uh, sporting events, and the NBA certainly one of their big growth engines has been China in the last you know decade or so, and that's uh, um, you know, it's, uh, it's certainly you're putting your you know dollars versus uh, you know versus maybe uh, what you're you know what you should be doing. Yes, I'll stick with college basketball. You know, growing <laughs> up in San Diego. Uh, I was a big fan of UCLA, uh, John Wooden, and all those championships in a row, one of the great coaches of all time. And San Diego State has a pretty good little uh, college basketball team. And now yeah, our little College have. of Charleston yeah. has a ranked uh, basketball team. I got to get down there to one of those games. Yeah, they're usually in the they're in, they show up in the bracket every once in a while. But uh, the uh, you know the NBA can kiss my my app right. BestStocksNowApp.com. There's a plug. Canadian inflation eases more than expected to 5.9% in January. Now, this whole disinflation story is happening all over the world. It's not happening as fast in Europe. But I've still got a little bit of a cough. Sorry about that. But... It has cooled off quite a bit, and I've just seen natural gas prices have just crashed. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, of course we got the cold front coming through. I know it's uh, chilly for our uh, for our listeners and clients up in, uh, in in Minnesota, and then of course I think our folks in, in Sarasota, it's about ninety degrees. So it's yeah, we're going <laughs> to be eighty. We're yeah, going to be eighty right. by the end of the week. In the meantime, Canada's inflation five point nine percent. Uh, in January. So again, I think that uh, the market is just a little bit too nervous about the inflation problem. You know, our CPI number came in right on target here recently. And then the PPI kind of upset the apple cart there. 
when it came uh, in this week, uh, this past week, and uh, and now we'll see what the Fed minutes say. Okay, that that good. When do they come out? Tomorrow? Yeah, it's going to be tomorrow. Uh, I'll get you the time. In a second. I'll plan a fishing trip. <laughs> Investors pump five billion dollars into the fund market, make, marking weekly inflows for the first week in three. Okay, so for the last uh, three weeks, there's been outflows into the market. Now you're getting a big, pretty good inflow, five billion. It's coming in at a pretty good time, I think, catching uh, a little bit of a sell-off here in the growth stocks and uh, an over-bloated uh, run higher in interest rates and an oversold the bond market. Yeah, and check the tides, Bill, because it could be 2, 2 p.m. tomorrow. Okay, I'll check the tides. Uh, I have seen a little activity out here. Uh, the stock market has reached the point of speculative frenzy. Guess who says this? Morgan Stanley. I know who it was. I thought about you this Mike morning Wilson. When, I, when I read that. He had, a, he had an interesting note that came out this weekend. It's, it's worth a read, but, yeah, he's, 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 he's always been kind of He's always been kind of He's been a gloom and doom, you know. Constant. Speculative frenzy? I don't see that. I mean, the, the S&P 500 opened the year with the forward P.E. of 16.5, and right now we're at about 17.5, somewhere in there. That's not a speculative frenzy, uh, in my opinion. And yet they go out and say our favorite stock is Amazon. Uh, that's just okay. That's like the most expensive stock in the entire market, Amazon and Tesla. And that's Morgan Stanley's favorite stock well like you know a lot of times the big head honcho that's over the whole market the macro guy and the micro guys they don't really talk to each other in the lunchroom Uh, but he's totally uh says we're in a speculative frenzy and his micro guy is saying that our best bet is uh amazon right now tesla is weighing a takeover bid for sigma lithium okay we need to check this one s g m l because all of these uh, EV companies, you know, they're worried about having that supply of lithium. Sigma's out of Vancouver, British Columbia, and uh, it's up 13.2%. <coughs> and we know that recently GM pumped a lot of money into uh, Lithium uh, oh, America, America. Yep. LAC, which I think is out of uh, that Nevada area. So will uh, Tesla, I mean, Tesla's got a satellite company, uh, internet company. Tesla's got Solar uh, City. Uh, Tesla's got, have they completely spun off? I don't think so. The rocket ships, uh, you know, the. Uh, oh, yeah, no, no, there's actually no, you know, that, that actually is still a private business and actually isn't even part of, I don't, I don't believe any of the ownership actually is part of Tesla. Sometimes, you know. SpaceX. They think they're buying into SpaceX with Tesla, right? And yeah. you're, you're buying into some solar panels that they I can see. put on your, your house, but not the uh, rockets. And Tesla's got Twitter. And will they buy a Sigma Lithium uh, Corporation? Well, let's just say Elon Musk has all of these. He's becoming a conglomerate, Mr. <laughs> he is, Musk. He is a conglomerate. He's yeah, a with conglomerate. Starlink with the satellites and everything else. Right. Now, the lithium stocks have been a little tricky. My favorite continues to be the one in North Carolina, ALV, which had, they just had a monster report last week. We don't own it. I don't know why. I mean, these, these lithium stocks just can't really get a lift off. They just can't get a lift off. 
All right. Well, when we come back, we've got a, a lot to talk about uh, different companies around the country here, around the world. And uh, earnings coming in from Walmart, Home Depot, Dillard's, etc. This is Bill Gunnerson. It's the Best Stocks Now Show. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Welcome back here to the uh, second half of today's uh, Best Stocks Now show. You know, a yucky day for the markets here, but uh, it's all about interest rates. Okay, we're going to watch that 10-year. The 10-year right now is hitting 3.93. I think that's the top myself. Okay, take it for what it's worth. I think you just hit the top in the 10-year. I think it's going to stop backing off. I'm just looking at technical levels here on uh, interest rates. And uh, as uh, that 10-year starts to back off, you'll see uh, money start coming back into the growth stocks. That's what it looks like to me at this current point in time. Okay, we have uh, uh, some uh, important earnings uh, to talk about here. Uh, Well, we got Microsoft. They signed the Nintendo deal. Uh, They want to make uh, Nintendo games available on Xbox. Are they not available now, Barry? I'm not a gamer. No, uh, so that yeah, they they aren't available. But it's it's one of those you know that's kind of uh, Microsoft's way to uh, to kind of circum you know try to circumvent right or at least uh, you know allow other things on their platform, which would you know kind of help their Activision deal. Uh, yeah, they want you know, the competition still... factor is one of the things that that you know, will likely may likely kill the Activision deal. I think England or, or the UK was one of the first ones recently to kind of rule against that. So we'll see how that works. But yeah, if you can play. You know, Super Mario Brothers on uh, on Xbox with the kids. Sure, I'm uh, I'm all for it. It'll keep them from having to have another system. Right? Yes. Okay. And now I'm <laughs> noticing that Microsoft. Uh, speaking of uh, tech stocks, it hit a high here recently of two seventy two. Was its closing high two hundred and seventy two dollars? It's down two fifty. It's at two fifty four. So it's down eighteen dollars. That's about a seven percent correction in Microsoft. And I see Microsoft sitting right on its 50-day moving average. And it kind of shot up with all the hoopla over a chat GPT. Have you been able to use that yet, or are you still on the waiting list? No, I'm still on the waiting list. Maybe uh, I might have to check my junk mail. You never know if, it, uh, yes. if, they, hit, if they tell me. I'll uh, I'm reading keep an eye on it. Yeah, About speeches being written and all <laughs> kinds of weird stuff happening. Yeah, there's some. I mean, now it's like. You know, you can essentially write in, you know, we we type our emails, right? You compose your email to a client, and in this instance, right, you could have, you know, I guess you're responding to some certain whatever, right, to some certain uh, uh, response, and you can tell it, and it'll essentially draft the email for you, which is kind of odd, but. Well, we'll see what happens. Okay, now, so I'm just going to say that you've got a 7% pullback. Uh, and uh, you got it now sitting on its 50-day moving average. So I'm just 
I'm just here to say, you know, I've watched the markets for 23 years. I just think a lot of these tech stocks are now sitting on their support levels. Uh, and I think that uh, the interest rates are butting up their head against resistance here right now at 3.93. Okay, now, Rio Tinto. Okay, this is another one. They're all lining up uh, a supply of uh, lithium. BMW inks a supplier agreement with Rio Tinto, uh, which is out of Australia. And uh, a lot of the BMWs are made uh, in South Carolina, up at uh, in Spartanburg, and uh, they're they're making a deal with Rio R I O. And we've seen a pretty good year so far for the uh, commodity stocks, and that's a nice move in Rio Tinto. They're they're one of the largest in the world. I mean, they are probably the blue chip of of uh, commodity stocks. They're out of the UK. That's a $122 billion company. I mean, it's a huge, huge company with, uh, you know, interest in mining metals and uh, industrial metals. Uh, and it pays a huge dividend yield. I see it's, I, I see 9.2% right now. Now, if that's their past 12 months or their forward, I'm not sure, but that's what the dividend yield is showing. And it's a PE ratio of 7 right now. And uh, these companies are all lining up under the terms of the deal. The London-based metals and mining company will supply responsibly sourced aluminum. Okay, this I guess is for aluminum to BMW for use in its Spartanburg, South Carolina plant. And we're on the map. That's right. The aluminum <laughs> is slated for use in body components starting in 20. 20- 24. It's going to be low-carbon primary aluminum from hydro-based operations in Canada. So that's, uh, you know, low ESG, uh, high ESG score aluminum coming from uh, Rio, R-I-O. Walmart, uh, they reported earnings of $1.71. They beat by 20 cents. And their revenue beat by $5.4 billion. I think Walmart they had their highest revenue. Yeah. Was it up again? It was down 4%. After I know. The, now it's after up the 1%. Report. Wow. Yeah. The uh, uh, interest, most interesting note I thought in there was I think uh, uh, December was the highest selling month that they've ever had. Really? By the way, which is pretty impressive given their history. Yes. Okay. I mean, now I'm going to look at uh, Walmart stock here real quickly. The problem with Walmart is it's it's a non-growth stock. It's not growing anymore. <coughs> I have it with uh, I think 42 percent upside, 32 percent. When I do extrapolate the earnings out over the next uh, five, three to five years. And when I apply a multiple to the result of that extrapolation, uh, I come up with the target price that's only about 30 to 35% higher than where Walmart is right now. Which makes sense because, I mean, really, the, you know, their, their primary growth engine, right, going forward is, you know, kind of this uh, subscription business that they have through, uh, uh, you know, through the, uh, through the delivery or pickup, right, those types of things. But, you know, in, in the online piece, but but you know, other than that, they're 
I mean, I think they're they're fairly saturated. Uh, yes. <laughs> they, they've got a, a good bit of market share already. Put it. They have way. to go with smaller uh, WalMarts. I mean, we've got two in Mount Pleasant. We have two WalMarts in Mount Pleasant. Yeah, and Walmart's, they're like maybe four mi- you know, maybe four miles from each other at the most. Yes, right. and we have two lows. So those are a couple of very popular... all on the same road. All on the same road, yes. by the way. It's not a. They're not. They're not different on the road. It's, you just keep going down same road. Eventually, you get to the next Walmart. You have ch- your choice of which Walmart you want to go to. Now, okay, let me just get into the numbers. All right, just real quickly, and you say, why don't you own a stock like Walmart? Well, I will say this. Uh, you know, their last three quarters, their growth has been 8 and 9%. Whereas before, their five-year growth rate over the next five years is 3.67. That's what they're expected. But I'm just looking at these last three quarters. Uh, yeah, well, well in the past, know. we've owned Costco instead, by the way. We've owned Costco. Yeah, that was div- a- you know, take, take Costco into the mix, right, over the, over the hand, last handful of years. And, for example, in dividend and growth, we held... You know, Costco instead of, say, a company like, uh, you know, Walmart, for example. Exactly. And so, you know, I mean, I, it's hard to come up with the value that makes any sense. And if you look at the stock, I mean, you go back to 2020, uh, it was a $153 stock. And what is it today? $148. It just basically is a flatline kind of stock and uh, pays a 1.5% dividend yield. But I, I, I think they've done better here recently but it's still not it's not growing fast enough for me to be able to warrant any kind of attractive valuation on it with significant upside potential but it's having a good day it's up 1.2 percent and it is a member of the dow okay now the other one in the dow that's reporting we only have one home depot in mount pleasant Home Depot had an ugly report. Stuck right between the two lows. Home Depot beats by two cents. Their revenue missed by 170 million, and uh, their outlook set their sales growth and comparable sales growth to be approximately flat compared to 2022. Flat. That's not what investors want to hear. I don't own Home Depot. I have it with 65% upside potential. That's before this earnings report over the next three to five years. I like 80% or more. Man, they highlighted a slowdown in, in do-it-yourself, uh, you know, kind of home renovation. So, hmm. Well, I mean, the cost of uh, the materials has gone way up. Uh, I don't know. I guess we're all... time-wise, right? You, now you've got you know you've got more and more companies, for example, moving you know further and further back towards at least some you know some office time. You've got you know yeah, uh, don't appar- have as much free apparently time. everyone who wants to be working right is working at a job, so you, you know you don't have time to to, to uh, you know short of uh, you know time off to uh, to do the renovation. So it's and uh, it and, is and you probably already consuming. renovated everything in the last two oh, two years, my right? Gosh, it's time consuming. I had a day <laughs> off yesterday and I had a little sprinkler issue. Five hours, <laughs> I soaked. I got soaked twice, and uh, my uh, ego bad bruise really bad we'll be right back
back here to the uh, final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show where you got the market uh, reacting here to uh, interest rates continuing to drift higher. We hit 3.93. We're starting to back off. We're at 3.91. We've come down two basis points. I think that interest rates peaked there at 3.93. That was kind of what I had penciled in. And once those interest rates start to drop again, I think we'll start to see the NASDAQ and uh, the Microsofts of the world uh, start to rally once again. Okay, we shall see. Here's what's going on in the Dow. The big winner in the Dow. There's only three stocks that are up out of 30 in the Dow. Uh, Walmart is up 1% on a pretty good report. Merck is up just a tiny little bit. And uh, the oil stocks are having a pretty good day here. Exxon is up a tiny little bit because oil itself uh, is uh, up uh, was 75 cents well, last yeah, time. down a percent. Oh, now it's down 37 cents. No. Boy, that's been hard to predict lately. But well, the oil stocks gold. are doing well. Yeah, gold's, uh looks like gold's down too. I mean, even as you got rates going up, you know, you've had uh, kind of the dollar was weak for you know, another the dollar still chart. weak. Yeah, another interesting chart though is you know looking at the dollar, you can tell you know from a commodity standpoint, but now now it's you know kind of flattened out a bit, and as rates go up, that's gonna you know that piece will help the currency side. Yes, and on the downside in the Dow, uh, you've got Home Depot down four point five percent. That's really a big uh, a big, a big down. Piece. Yeah. That's a big piece of that drop in the Dow today. And the other one is a company that just continues to put out bad news, Intel. Intel is delaying a big uh, chip order. Intel is down 3.4%. They just can't seem to get any like, traction whatsoever. Yeah, they've been doing I feel like they've been delaying. We were writing and wrote about that, you know, 4 years ago when AMD was beginning to take back off uh, yeah. because of those same issues. I mean, it's it, it, it's just execution-wise tougher, you know, and tougher Intel. There is just man, I'm telling you what, they've had a rough uh, time of it. I don't know if they can turn that ship around. Now, in the S&P 500, uh, Alcoa is up 5.4% today, double A. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, is that tied to that aluminum story from Rio? It could maybe? be. I that's mean, the only, that's only... Uh, thing I can think of. And uh, aluminum prices are, you know, they're looking for record earnings this year, Alcoa is. And then you've got General Mills uh, up 4.1%. Uh, nothing too exciting there. That's another one. You know, I have it with 50% upside potential over the next three to five years. I like 80% or more. That's just kind of one of those sideways single-digit growers. Freeport MacMoran is having a good day. It's up 3.9% today. Uh, and and there has them. been good action in copper all the and, metals. Wow. Yes, our steel stocks have been doing real well. That's one of the strongest sectors in the entire market uh, right now. And the travel stocks, TripAdvisor's up 2.9%. Uh, Cleveland Cliffs, which is a metal stock, it's up 1.7% on a down day in the market. And Valero, which is a refinery, is up 1.3%. Uh, on a down day in the market. The two stocks getting clobbered the most in the S&P 500 day, AutoNation, I guess used cars have finally peaked, AutoNation down 6.7%, and Kohl's, 
You know, could Coles be the next one after Bed Bath and Beyond? I mean, it, it, it's headed in that direction. You would think, or I mean, I don't know. What does Amazon buy them? I mean, I, you can already take, I think, a, an Amazon package back to yes, Coles, and can. they'll return it for you. I mean, I don't know what their affiliation is with Coles, but it seems like you know, it's, it's Amazon, not a good sign. If you'll take some of stuff back, <laughs> Amazon wants more bricks and mortar presents. What if all the Coles were Amazon dot com? And, of course, let's not forget Amazon also open, owns uh, Whole Foods Market. Uh, I think Amazon wants yeah. to continue to dominate distribution, which is a little bit on the scary side. You never want one company like that yeah, It's dominating. more of a logistics company than anything, right? And it's becoming a logistics uh, company. Their overhead continues to go up. Now, in the NASDAQ... And, of course, when the interest rates have been drifting higher, if you missed the first part of the show, the 10-year, believe it or not, since February the 2nd, this is February the 21st, in 19 days, uh, the 10-year's gone up 60 basis points. That's three basis points a day. We were up 10 this morning. I think that might be the final blowout. Now we're starting to back off of that. And while those that's when the NASDAQ peaked on February the 2nd when interest rates bottomed out at 3.33. Now we're at 3.93 and dropping right now. So we'll see. I just think the interest rates are overblown. I think the NASDAQ's oversold, and I think the bond market is oversold at this point. Let's hope that the Fed minutes uh, will help here uh, when they come out tomorrow at 2 p.m. Facebook is up. Meta is up 1.2%. PayPal's up 1%. On the downside, I'll tell you what's taking it on the chin right now, China. I mean, since the balloon incident uh, and since, uh, you know, the rattling of the saber about uh, uh, giving lethal aid to, uh, to Ukraine, a place where, you know, Biden spoke from, uh, over the weekend, standing next to the, the leader of Ukraine, and uh, she's saying we're going to give lethal aid to uh, Russia in their fight against well, Ukraine. And the, the interesting thing is the amount of trade, right, of obviously their trade partner with Russia versus their trade partner with us and obviously the rest of the world, it's, it, you know, it's a it's a, a terrible business decision, right? Almost <laughs> everything I pick up <laughs> that I own in my house is says made in China, right? Some it's form just, or fashion, and or some I, component, some we, component. Yeah, yeah, we never go by the the port when there's not four giant freighters loaded to the gills with with shipping containers. So I mean, China could lay siege to us and quit sending us uh, stuff. But it's it's, it's it, it, there's kind of a, a cold war that's heating up a little bit there. Chinese stocks selling off. FXI is down about twelve percent during this uh, this recent sell-off, and I think that's also helped bring the market down a little bit. Well, I think we're at an inflection point, and I think uh, if you miss the first opportunity to start uh, trickling back into growth stocks. Uh, I think uh, another one is here uh, now. Uh, And, uh, of course, it depends on what you buy and whatnot, but that's what I'll be looking to do here today. You can give us a call at 855-611-BEST to discuss your portfolio, or you get my newsletter, last week's newsletter, which went over a lot of what is going on and shows what we own this year right now. You go to GundersonCapital.com, GundersonCapital.com. Have a great day, everybody. 
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Ameritrade. Ameritrade is a member of SIPC and FINRA.